Welcome to the One Degree Shift Podcast, where we learn the little changes that future-proof some of our favorite companies and teams. Here's your host, Eric Termundi. Taylor Roxton, thank you so much for joining the One Degree Shift Podcast. How are you? I'm fantastic. It's, you know, it's a rainy day outside, but I'm sunny inside. So Nice. I like to hear that. <laughs> Listen, for the listeners, uh, I've got some good news and some bad news about Teo. Uh, the good news is, is that his biography is stellar. He's got more accomplishments than I have lists and items on my grocery list. Oh, the bad stop. News <laughs> is, the bad news is, if I were to read it, we'd be out of time. So I'm going to kick it over to you. Can you tell us a little bit about what you're interested in, what's exciting you? what's important to you and we'll kick this conversation off. Yeah. So, I mean, it really starts with my name. So Tayo is short for Akintayo and uh, I'm Nigerian and, you know, uh, I'm from the Yoruba tribe and what it means is a warrior or the brave one has brought us joy. And I feel like in many ways, I, that's what I've been working towards, you know, and I describe myself as a cultural translator who is essentially trying to bridge gaps that people have because they don't understand mm-hmm. others. And it's, it stems from growing up in five countries, four continents, as well as two military dictatorships. So when you have those competing things happening within you, uh, you sort of see the world differently, but then you are also perceived as sort of an in-betweener. And uh, yeah, so that experience led me down the path of expressing myself. And the more I started to express myself, I started writing more and more. And then my writings turned into a podcast and, and a blog. And then my poems started to get more published. And then I started speaking. And then I built a business out of that. You hear the expression, have you been living under a rock? And I feel like I've been living under a rock compared to uh, what, 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 where you've lived and what you've experienced. Well, what does it mean to fully express yourself in the way that you have and how did that come to be? Well, I think the ability to fully express yourself the way one should be is just, you know, when you can fully be yourself without fear of being judged or marginalized. Is that not psychologically safe then? Well, I mean, it it should be. I mean, it should be safe. Yeah, psychologically safe, but that's not an experience that we've had in humanity. If, if, If you think about the way we have reacted to anything that's different from us, different religion, different tradition, different gender, different orientation, different gender identity. It's always been in a way that's threatening or I need to civilize you, you know, this colonization Mm. or any of that. And that type of behavior has continued to filter down throughout history, even till now in several systems where you have unwritten standards. You know, I go to many workplaces where I do a lot of diversity inclusion work and there are sometimes dress codes and dress codes mm-hmm. are suited towards more Eurocentric views, for example. They're not going to blatantly sure. say that, but what does the idea of saying don't grow your hair out or make it a dread or any of that have to do? You're saying someone can't naturally, can't grow their hair in a natural format and it has to be artificially used. Like just subtle things like that. And so those are the, 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 the types of things that I, I like to investigate. What about our society have we allowed to be okay and what about a society do we perpetuate that actually strips us of our identities, whether it's in media or education or workplaces? Okay, so we've already hit a, a hot spot early because I'm <laughs> fascinated by the idea of diversity and inclusion and belonging. In a workplace, how important is diversity versus inclusion? It should work in tandem, but I also think people mis- misinterpret what they actually are. So people think diversity is inclusion and inclusion is diversity. You know, diversity mm-hmm. essentially totally. is 
Yeah. The diversity is essentially different, right? The, it, it's a lot of anything, different gender, different orientation, different ability, different anything. Inclusion mm-hmm. is making sure uh, people feel included and a part of the conversation. And so it's like, I liken it to a seed and a fruit, right? You need to water the seed for it to become the fruit. You can have a bunch of different types of seeds, but if you're mm-hmm. not nurturing or watering, or watering them, you're not actually including them. Are they included sure. in decision-making? Do your policies reflect them? Uh, if you're, if you have, you know, uh, policies that hire people, do you hire, do you look for the same sort of things or do you really understand what equality is versus equity? That's mm-hmm. the other aspect. So I think people in their efforts to try and include people think, oh, equality, you have access to the same thing. So mm-hmm. don't complain. But the subtle difference with uh, equality and equity is that equality is everybody having access to the same thing and equity is giving people what they need to succeed. So if mm-hmm. someone comes from another country and goes to school, maybe in, I don't know, middle school, you know, you're going to give that person in America, right? You give that person ESL classes in addition to going to school. If you take away that ESL class, that means you're not being, it's not, it's not equity. You, you're not going to say it's equality. You go to school, so you shouldn't complain. You have to provide this for the same sure. sort of thing. And that's the same thing that I think people, people misunderstand where people think, well, why does this person have this? And it's a lack mm-hmm. of understanding of privilege or, or power dynamics or history. Yeah. So. Yeah. Let's, let's run at risk of, you know, a hypothetical or sorry, an obvious or even rhetorical question. Let, let, let's just put this out there. Let's just say I've got a team of seven people. Um, mm. We are in tech. We are developing an app that's new, that's going to blow the roof off of, let's just call it social media. I've got a team of seven black women that are absolutely killer. They are under budget. They are beating the time restraints that we have. And the product that they're developing is unbelievable. Now, let's run scenario B. I've got another tech company doing another app, not a competitive space. This one's around restaurants. And I've got seven white men between the ages of 25 and 35 who are also under budget, who are also beating their timelines and doing incredible work. Both of these teams feel like they're included. Both of these teams feel like they belong. Do either of these teams need to be more diverse or should they? So my answer will be yes. And I think diversity and inclusion is often seen through visible things. And to me, okay, true cool. diversity- Appreciate that. Yeah. Yeah. True diversity inclusion is connecting the visible to the invisible, right? So nice. it, okay. it's a nuanced thing. You could have diversity to a company could be different for another company. Let's say you have those seven different, seven black females and then seven white males in, in a particular group. Backgrounds, uh, mental health, you know, country, nationality, all these things come into play. And so there's always room for more diversity. But the, the reason why it's more important is that it exposes you, exposes you to what I call equally as good alternatives. Because mm-hmm. we, we live in a world of 7.5 billion people. Many people have succeeded and existed in different ways that we might not have understood, you know, and just with different advancements, they've done the same thing, just different ways. So in any company, I will always advocate for more, but Mm -hmm. I would first of all, tell the company to define what diversity and inclusion is to them. Because I think Mm -hmm. people like to go through a cookie cutter approach and say, I need to put one person here, one person here, one woman, one that, one that. And then- Check all the boxes. Yeah, just to check the boxes. And, it, and, yeah. then, and then I ask them, wait, is this something that you feel like is important to your company? Well, why is it important? And they can't explain it. They're saying mm-hmm. it more. Well, I feel like that's what others are going to do. I don't want to get sued. I'm sure, yes, there's that thing. You don't want to get sued and all that. But then what about the, you need to connect the head to the heart. Like 
make nice. it something that people will buy into. Because if you do it that way, there's no way you're not going to build resentment in the company yep. where people would start to say, that's just a diversity hire. Yeah, I think in any in those both in those scenarios, it's diversity doesn't just mean the color of your skin. <laughs> so yeah. yes, yeah, yeah, thanks for that. Yeah, yeah, thanks for thanks for saying that. Then as a next step, then if you're doing diversity and inclusion training, what are what are some steps that we can take to create a more inclusive workplace? I think there's a model. There's a model I I have in the book that I always say I call it Laura. So it's listen, observe, reflect, and act. And I think we live in a very reactive world as opposed to a reflective world. And sure. when I'm saying listen, we need to be able to actually listen to understand. And okay. when you're thinking of inclusiveness, you're trying to understand different realities. So your inner reality is going to be different from other, per- other people's inner realities. And mm-hmm. you need to be able to understand how other people come to their point of thought. You don't even have to agree with it. There are many people I interact with that I don't agree with. But understanding their point of origin and their frames of reference allows you to then include those type of things as you're, you know, making policies or recruiting or hiring or retaining because mm-hmm. it's how you're going to, you know, keep people happy. Observing. I, I think sometimes because of, you know, I'm very guilty of this, but we're not as present as we can be. And so mm-hmm. we don't observe the, the, the nuances that are happening, the body language, the micro, micro expressions and all these subtle things or observing how people react. And so sometimes in a company that might, due to the power dynamic, you might not, someone in the, on the lower on the totem pole and the power dynamic might not say something. If you said something mm-hmm. that was like a microaggressive company, like for me, people would often say, you're so articulate. And I know what they're trying to say. You know, it's just like, oh, this Nigerian black guy can speak English mm, and he's not saying it in a different way. But if you see a wince or you notice someone, a, a guy talking over a woman often, or all those things, observe, right? Look at what's happening. Make sure you're understanding what's that. And then reflecting is reflecting on your own behaviors. Maybe someone's giving you feedback. I don't like what you said. Or reflecting mm-hmm. on... You are, you're the leader. This is the company that, I, this is the culture I've noticed. What, what role am I playing in this and what roles are other people playing in this? How can I stop that? And then act. <laughs> yeah, and that's, that's the, the other part. And the acting involves being uncomfortable. I think a lot of people choose comfort over courage and they forget that choosing comfort over courage is in and of itself a privilege because many people are in pervasive situations where they can't even try to determine whether it's, I'm going to be comfortable to their courage today. It's just like, sure. I need to go to work because I need to pay the bills. I need and to do, just, yeah. Yeah, I'm just going to deal with that. So just understanding yeah. that. So that is a way to be inclusive. If you just think of Laura, listen, mm-hmm. observe, reflect, act. Thank you for that. And the clarity and how actionable that is, is, is incredible. And I know that's huge value to, to the listeners too. Thank you. What I think is is fascinating now is, I don't know, we always call it the something economy. For this conversation, I'll call it the distraction economy. We're checking our phones 80 times a day. We're getting, we're spending 26% of our day on email. We've got pings, dings, vibrations coming at us from all different directions. I guess my question is, when we look at the importance of soft skills, which I think are universal to, to all of us, of course, and I look at the first step of Laura, how do I recognize that perhaps I'm not listening to the degree that I could and that I, ri- that I raise the level of importance of this conversation more on a self-awareness level than huh. perhaps it is? I think the best way to connect, I, in my opinion, and this is, I've, I've said this multiple times and I, um, I believe this is the best way to use your difference to make a difference that with the book. It's educate, don't perpetuate, instead communicate. All right. And I think- Hold on, say that again. Educate. Sorry. No, yeah. I, I'll, I'll break it down. Educate. Don't perpetuate, yep. instead communicate. Now, the edu- and the education 
part, it's a, it's two prongs, education of self, which is what you talk about the self-awareness and education of environments, which means that every day you wake up, you are starting your day off with the growth mindset as opposed to fixed mindset. You are actively admitting to yourself that there are, there's something new that you have to learn about yourself and something you have to learn about your environment. And learning about yourself is understanding your biases, your triggers, and your values. So how do you take the time to reflect on what your biases are and what your triggers are and what your values are? You could take the IAT test. If you don't want to do that, you could also just understand and observe within yourself when you are being uncomfortable around certain people. That is a clue for you to then investigate why your body is triggered. And then as you start to trigger that, start to expose yourself to different environments and then the values part is we live in a very conditioned world as opposed to an intentional world. So people do things because they feel like they're supposed to, or they've been told to most of the times. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. if you ask anybody, they'll probably tell you that they're a good person. But then I ask them, what are your values? They can't tell you the five values off the top of the head, straight off mm -hmm. the top. And so if you start your day saying, I'm going to be courageous, creative, compassionate, full, filled with joy. Those are my values, by the way. Okay, and I was going to ask, so I'm glad yeah. <laughs> And then you set that intention. You're going to find yourself intentionally putting yourself in positions where you are just constantly being exposed to new things. So you're not going to be like caught by surprise. And then mm -hmm. the don't perpetuate side is after you've done the education work, you made it a habit, you're going to recognize systems of oppression and systems that perpetuate opportunities stripped away. And then that's going to give you the courage to actually communicate more and more. But it starts mm -hmm. with you being intentional and you saying, I'm going to do this on my daily basis and I'm going to actually schedule this as a priority in my calendar mm -hmm. and not just allow the day to go through me. I feel like there's a place where I could read these fantastic models and frameworks. Uh, <laughs> is, is, there any, is there anywhere I could find it? Yes, it's on um, online. You can get it on Amazon and get anywhere books are sold, Audible, whatever. It's called Use Your Difference to Make a Difference. And I, I dive into all these concepts, but there is a place. Plug, plug. Yeah. And uh, yeah. just type in Use Your Difference to Make a Difference. And if you like indie bookstores, it's there. Uh, you know, if you like Amazon, it's there. Uh, and I'd love you to check it out. Cool. Well, I bought it. I loved it. And it's been great. So I, as, as we start to wrap up, I've got one last sort of thought or question that I want to better understand from your perspective. And that is around that values piece. Would you mind restating your values and sort of giving us a, a bit of a framework or a better understanding as to how you came up with those words and what that process looked like? So my values, yeah, no, I, you know, I start off saying that my uh, my actual name, full name, I can tell you means a warrior or the brave one has brought us joy. And so joy for sure is definitely one of my values and mm -hmm. courage is one of my, my other values. So those are two off the bat. And with, with, with joy, I think the distinction between joy and happiness is that a lot of times happiness is very externally driven and uh, joy comes from really being happy with who you are and the decisions you're making. It's very internally cultivated and you can determine like, okay, this is, this is what I'm, you know, I, I'm happy with that person. And, and for me, mm -hmm. for the longest time, I needed to get to that point where the decisions I made and the person I was determined to become was someone that I was happy with. And so sure. cultivating that on a daily basis means just saying, are you happy with the choices you're making and what is actually feeding you in a self-care format and to, to, mm -hmm. to, to help you continue going down that path. Compassion has to do with connecting with other people's suffering. And in the, the line of work that I do, I feel like we are here to add value to other, pe other people's lives. And with compassion, I don't, you know, I as a straight black man, don't understand other, you know, different things. So I have to find, put myself in a position where I'm connecting with other people so that I can learn about how to be an ally one, but also how to tell the stories that aren't being told because I've made it a mission of mine to tell, to make the unseen seen and the unheard heard. Creativity, 
I, if anybody knows me, knows I'm pretty energetic and I'm, <laughs> off, I go off the, I go off the walls, but, um, I need to channel that into, into some sort of creativity, right? So mm-hmm. whether my writing, my speaking, my poetry, and, and that to me is channeling the energy into a way that is, is you know, educative in, in some format or, you know, uh, and, mm-hmm. and just all my crazy thoughts that go into my, well, not crazy in a bad way, but the, the no, no, thoughts, sure. yeah, thoughts that go there and encourages, you know, doing something that I know is right, even though uh, I might be afraid. And I might be afraid of, you could be afraid of getting canceled one because that's the thing. I'm not a fan of cancel culture, just putting out there. But sure. yeah, but that's one, afraid of being wrong, but still saying it. And then courage to admit that, hey, I have a lot to learn. Please tell mm-hmm. me. And so those, those, that's how I came about those things. And it was, yeah, it was through reflect, reflection and, and really just thinking, okay, who's the type of person I want to be and how can I make that person be intentionally lived every day? Man, I didn't think we could pack this much into the time that we did, but we did it. We did it. Is there, is there anything else that you want to want to share with us? Any, any words, wisdom, thoughts as we close off? Well, I just have gratitude for you, man. I think I, I've followed your journey and I've seen just, you know, the amount of work you've done. I remember when you were putting out your book and just how intentional to use the word you were about the connections you were making and just the, the, the way those relationships have blossomed it's it's very cool to see what you're doing right now so i appreciate that thank you for having me on yeah and uh, anywhere we can find you uh, we, we've got the book any 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 favorite online yeah. locations we can connect yeah digital home is tyroxin.com so t-a-y-o-r-o-c-k-s-o-n.com but if you type tyroxin i'm i think i'm the only one so on instagram linkedin you know twitter wherever you want to connect i'll cool. be ready <laughs> uh, thank you so much for your time today i really appreciate it Uh, Pleasure's mine. Thank you for having me. All right. Take care. For more podcasts, show notes, and to connect with our speaker today, visit erictermundi.com. That's E-R-I-C-T-E-R-M-U-E-N-D-E.com. And click the podcast tab. Thanks for listening.